Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Nightside. 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 This is the Nightside Project. I may be super. <laughs> I am no hero. Nightside on KSL. A limited edition summer season. You realize, though, Alex, this is just temporary. Yeah, I still took your parking space and I'm not giving it back. The Nightside Project with Ethan Millard and Alex Carey. Streaming live on Alexa and on KSL News Radio at 102.7 FM. Nightside Project, I'm Ethan Millett here with Alex Geary, back with another episode, Big Weekend. Big Weekend for you, Alex. Oh. Congratulations and happy birthday. Oh, thanks, yeah. I think it's wonderful. Isn't that weird? Like, I was, even when, uh, I don't know, I mean, I've, I've not been the, I've been the, the, the young guy at the station forever. Yeah. Until, like, the last, really, when we stopped doing the Nightside Project, like, every day, like, as a nightly thing. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, it's been a bunch of like, uh, you know, 20, 26-year-olds being like the new producers and stuff. And I'm like, oh, dang. Yeah. They're young, they're, man. They're not your peers. But how long were we – how long were you and I, you know, the uh, the new guys in the building? They were just ten, forever. Yeah, they were just like, years, oh. Yeah, 10 years. They were like, you guys are – oh, when you guys are green, though. When this when you guys figure things out, phew, it's going to be great. Yep. You're like, what, <laughs> yeah. at what point do you stop being new? I don't know. But well, and, I'm, and you I'm, know what? We ended up we've ended up with longer radio careers than many of those people who were like oh for sure who were like sharing their wisdom with us. Well, but the other thing is is that uh, the other thing that happened with that is is that I was spending all this time wondering if I would ever be like uh, you know uh, old enough to be in the building or whatever. Like oh am I am I green am I not green yet? And then at some point you kind of go you know what I don't want to be if I'm gonna if if being the, the the old guy at the station is me meaning like you being a little bit stifly and and grumpy, then I don't want that. So yeah. I told people I've been here 15 years, and uh, 15 is the new green. That's my new motto. <laughs> but it just so happened to be that I also turned 40 in the same year. So I just uh, – it's wild. I remember when our boss turned 40, you know, like – and I remember, yeah. you know, 40 is a weird number. 40, 40 seems weird because I have always been the young guy, you know, anywhere I've ever gone. And even on the nightside staff, I was kind of one of the younger dudes. And so yeah. – um, it seems weird to be forty, but that being said, it was uh, it was fun to get. Well, I got, you're making I got, it look easy. Well, I, I got fooled the second time today. I, <laughs> I, I, first of all, I had to set an alarm to go on to talk about the jazz so on let, Utah's morning yeah. news. So let me explain this. So I got a I got a call or I got a text from the Kevin, our old boss, program yeah. director. Uh huh. And he said, "Hey, we're gonna do a little uh, birthday surprise for Alex. We're gonna ask him. We're gonna bring him on the Utah's Morning News. We're gonna tell him we're gonna talk about the Jazz. We're gonna wish him a big happy." Birthday. Right. And, and I, I knew says, that was. I knew there was something. I knew you, there was something you weird suspected there. Suspected it. Right, because the morning show is like usually. Hey, he he works late. Don't call him. Yeah. And and uh, you know. And so when they when they said hey. I thought, well, they can't get Ben Anderson, but I was nice, and I said, yeah, sure, absolutely, because I, I genuinely like talking with uh, Tim and Amanda, sure. but I have to set a dang alarm for that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't like getting up early. and, and like that early, though. Right, I mean, well, but <laughs> settle eight, down. 8.45. But listen, for me, that's early, especially like all wa- week. I was walking out the door to work. Yeah, you shut your mouth. Listen to <laughs> what happened. 
I was my kids. I get one day a week that uh, you know that Friday. So all week I have to get up early with them, right, and get their get, get, the door, get yeah. their butts out the door. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm like, ooh, Friday. It's amazing. You know why? Because it's an at home learning day, which yeah. means I'm not waking up until probably nine thirty because it, I usually go to bed super late. So, gosh, and then they wake me up for that, and I'm all. Yeah, the Jazz are up. Like afternoon, the afternoon show, the afternoon show did it worse because Jeff was a, a full question in, and I started being like, "Well, here's what's going to happen with the Utah Jazz, Jeff." And then he plays the freaking developing news sounder. He just interrupts you. Yeah, we got some uh, special news here. I'm like, "What are you doing?" But it was, it's all in good fun. It was all very nice, and I can't believe I'm 40. Hey, I'm going to ask you something. Speaking of 40, yeah. that means I'm closer to. Uh, I keep thinking they're going to. I mean, I know we're all going to be be able to access the uh, vaccine yeah pretty soon but i like honestly i was looking toward 40 for them to be like uh, we're opening up to 40 year olds like the next yeah. group of old people and i was like i get to be in that group but i think they're just gonna open it up to all adults after that yeah i don't think we're gonna get any kind of any kind of special decade access <laughs> um, i thought they're gonna step down like 45 then 40 you know and yeah. and, and and i thought Look, my wife can make fun of me for being 40 years old, but I'm the one who's going to get the vaccine first. But it looks like we're probably going to be. <laughs> Joke's on her. Yeah. I, look, I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to the vaccine. Looking forward yeah, to the vaccine. Yeah, here in just a couple of weeks. Are you going to be the to... guy who takes who gets the vaccine and then still doesn't wear his mask everywhere? Or I guess better question is, are you going to get the vaccine and then wear your mask everywhere? You know what? Let me tell you something. Um, I actually kind of enjoy wearing the mask. And All right, we're going to end this right now. There's no, 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 no. freaking well, way. I enjoy wearing the mask. Here's what I kind of like. Come on. I kind of like mask, sunglasses, hat. <laughs> you see, like, looking like, what's that show? The, uh, it's the like Invisible a Man? Is, it, I don't know. The I Invisible just like, Man where you get to, if you wrap your whole face up in mm-hmm, something and yeah, then you got yeah, the glasses exactly. on. That's exactly right. I don't know. I just, I kind of like that kind of yeah. privacy. No, no it's not privacy. Me. You Okay. I'll, I'll tell you what happens. Any psychologist would say. That's antisocial behavior. Well, yeah, probably. I like look. I like being antisocial. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I just, I, I'm, I'm honest. I'm going to miss the mask a little bit, and I'm going to kind of miss walking into Target and no one can see my face. And I don't know. I don't know why. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to continue to wear it when no one else. Does, I've right? had moments where I felt like that though. Where you, you go in and you go. Thing? Yeah, I mean, the anonymity thing where you're like, oh, good. I'm just going to go in. Grab that thing and grab and walk out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, there's something else too that, and I just had this realization, and you're going to roll your eyes at this, but I was, probably will. It was kind of. I actually posted about this on Twitter, so you may have seen it. I don't mm. know if you follow me on Twitter. I do, unfortunately. Yeah, and uh, and it's that all the people that we see now, we only see their eyes, and. Every single person out there, I just, I randomly started noting this, I guess, I don't know, last month, has really nice eyes. Everyone has <laughs> very lovely eyes. Oh, and yes. I'm just shocked about this. And you never notice it before. Even though you look at so, someone right in the eyes, you see the whole picture, right? And you're like, oh, well, this person is good looking or this person is not good looking. And, and you kind of see the whole, right? You see the average. But when everything is covered up except the eyes... Tell me, I'll ask you again, you know, in another episode if you've noticed this, but it really is striking. Humans just have really beautiful eyes. All of us do. All of us do. Uh, I disagree that everybody has nice eyes, but I will say 
that I have been I okay so people generally my my thing is is I don't really say hi to people mm-hmm. if I don't know them like but if you randomly see somebody like in an elevator for example you're getting in at work and uh, it's someone you get in the elevator and they're there it's already weird because you don't know what their vibe is on getting on the elevator or not or if they're mad mm-hmm. about you getting on but I'll get on the elevator and I'll 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 do the thing that I normally do which is I'll smile at them. But they don't see that smile, no. and so uh, what's her name? Who's that awful? Uh, who's that awful lady? Uh, uh, let me see. Oh, a former model makes people feel bad. She's not very smart. Uh, uh, Brooke Shields? No, 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 no. Um, she did Dancing with the Stars this year. Tyra Banks. So she has oh, this thing. Tyra so Banks. Tyra Banks has this whole like she, what she calls smize. You've got to show, and you've got to smile with your eyes, Ethan. Oh. So even though people can't see, you got to do this. She just say smile with your eyes because <laughs> she wants to. Call, she, she wants to, to like. It? She keeps calling it smiles. <laughs> it feels like it feels like something that's made with cinnamon that you could buy at the store. Mm, mm. I bought some new smiles. So they, so you're supposed to like kind of fake just smile with your eyes. So I've definitely squinted at people. Making him think that I'm smiling under my mask to try to get it going. I don't you know. You didn't think, oh, he's trying to look at me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. He Who just are said, you? It's, oh, Who he's are near, you? He's near, yeah, he's nearsighted. Right at you. He's nearsighted. He can't. He doesn't know who this is. <laughs> so, yeah, I get on there and try to fake smile with my eyes. I, I, I basically mm-hmm. just squint at people and hope that they think that I'm smiling under there and not uh, trying to focus on them. Oh, who are you? Are the, you Bill you from accounting? I'm sure it's not weird at all. <laughs> There's look, I'm already fighting an uphill battle. When you're just <laughs> when you're like a bearded chubby guy and you're getting on people just assume that you're going to that, that, you, that you have nefarious purposes. Uh, even if you've worked in the same building for a long time. It like, doesn't look matter. At this guy getting on the elevator squinting at me. I just I don't know uh you get, but you have to say hi to people though cuz you're on the air. I don't have to say hi to anybody because there's yeah. barely anybody in the office. It's like me and the and the and like the maintenance guys and those guys don't even those guys don't want to talk to you. There's that yeah. one guy who fixes all the doors and stuff, mm-hmm. and he, and he's like, oh my gosh, there's another human. I hate people. Like I just yeah. get that vibe. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Ethan, I wanted to show, I wanted to point out something. I was asking you about the vaccine because Americans, uh, a new Reuters poll says that Americans are supportive of restricting unvaccinated people from offices and from travel. So there would be a questionnaire, basically. Have you been vaccine? Have you gotten your vaccine? Now, businesses are stepping into a weird space here because asking somebody if they've been vac- if they've been vaccinated, you're stepping into a weird privacy territory there. And and it's setting people a little bit, it's making everybody uncomfortable. And in yeah. a and in a more antisocial uh world that we now live in, 
Ethan, we don't want to ask people if they've been vaccinated, but we also are very interested if they're vaccinated to let them come to the office uh, or to get on a plane with us. Yeah. Well, I think that, yeah, it's, well, that's tough, but, but I think that if we had some kind of, if we had some kind of requirements, you got to be vaccinated if you want to do this. It's only going to be temporary, right? I mean, once we hit, you know, we're going to hit herd immunity really fast. And then at that point, I think that having requiring people to be vac- to be vaccinated would kind of be silly. But it's there's precedent though because if you've traveled in, if you've traveled to certain places internationally, then you know darn well yeah. that there is some health value. Vi- well, and I guess you I have. mean, you can, it, it, you airlines complain can, about it all day long. Yeah, but, airlines have a special thing where they can basically go. You're not getting on our airplane. You want to be on that airplane, so you're fine to disclose things to the airline. But then there's this interesting thing about the workplace, right, where mm-hmm. they're wondering if they're wondering. So they're kind of wandering into this legal territory where businesses are, are are trying to figure out if they can even ask their employees if they've been vaccinated or requiring them to be vaccinated. Because most of the stories I've heard, they're like, now, they will not require you to be vaccinated uh, to be able to come back to work. They just they give you the option. I'm going uh, that seems that seems like it's weird that you would have a handful of people that are not vaccinated coming to the same office that you are, but at the same time, even just asking them could be against the law. You know what I think is going to happen? I think that so right now we've turned our attention towards the future after this, uh, after you know this vaccine is widely available and we, and we largely go back to normal. Uh, so we're kind of thinking through that. Which you have to, right? You kind of got to talk it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we're doing. I bet dollars to donuts that this is a conversation that's going to continue on for another week or so, and then we're never going to hear about it again. Because once the vaccine is available to everybody, it's not going to matter. Right. We're not going to need to restrict activity. And, you know, the anti-vaxxers out there, yeah, you're going to roll your eyes at them, but they're not going to represent a health risk to you. It's going to be like everything else. All right. Is there a family that didn't uh, get the whatever vaccine? Yes. Are they a risk to your kids? Probably not. Right. Not in any not in any way that that requires you to to react or or take any precautions because we have these kind of this kind of herd immunity. Right. And so I bet I bet this is. This is an academic discussion over, you know, where our rights are, but I don't think we'll ever have to answer it for real. I honestly don't. Uh, it'd be interesting to see because I, I just don't, you know, a business like ours, mm-hmm. I I mean, we're, we're very cautious about everything and about making sure that we, I, I can see them encouraging it, but saying it won't be required and we're not going to ask you about it either. Yeah. So, all right, Millard, I got these... Uh, I got this. I got a Zen headline here. I'm going to hit the old music oh, here. Oh, you have a Zen headline? Well, no, I've got the music is what I mean. Oh. Sorry. You've got right. the Zen headline, so let me hit the music here. Then you can uh, roll it out there for us. What do you got, buddy? Okay. Let me pull it up here. Ethan said, Ethan assured me he had Zen headlines, so. Oh, well, we have done. We haven't done this for a little while, so I got, I got Zen headlines for days. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, there's been this kind of big... Multi-prong, well, that's the wrong word. In every community, every state, there are 
efforts to support businesses, right? And you see them. Sometimes it's a general support businesses. Sometimes it's a specific industries rallying. Sometimes a community will rally around right. a specific store. We've seen a big. We've seen a big uh, push just on uh, you know medical workers in general. They'll have those commercials yeah. with them after a shift with the the mask you know imprints on their face, things like that. And it's like kind of think a health worker uh, that that uh, around you today type of thing. Yeah. So here's what. Uh, Tell me what you think about this idea. And I'm just, I'm just going to read straight from the Reuters article, okay? When your favorite Mexican restaurant is struggling to stay alive. And, of course, th- right here, this speaks to me, okay? Because I love Mexican food. Yeah. Uh, what else do you do but sit in a pool of bean dip outside for 24 hours to attract diners? <laughs> now, this was the idea of a man named Hunter Ray Barker. Now, Hunter Ray Barker the has most, the name of a serial by the way, killer. The, the, the most Mexican name you've ever heard, by the way. <laughs> but he's actually a stuntman, and he doesn't own this restaurant, all right? He doesn't ah, own this restaurant. Okay. Uh, it's owned by a man named Nicholas Montano. The restaurant is called Los Toros, which is uh, Spanish for the lawnmowers. <laughs> and yeah, <okay. laughs> basically, what's he came to him and he said, Hey, I've got this idea. Now, Hunter Ray Barker, when he was a kid, they used to go to this restaurant for family celebrations okay and so he's got a lifetime of memories of this restaurant wants to make sure that it's that it stays alive and so what they did is they basically got one of those inflatable backyard pools not the tiny kitty pools but like the ones that are you know an adult could lay down in right sure and they filled it full with the restaurant signature wow beans that's a lot of beans, dude. And I'd be I'd be offended by that if I was asked to come in and cook them and then it was just a guy sitting his dirty butt in that thing. But I and get it's, it. It's for business. And it's a bean it's a bean dip. Yeah. So it was like Oof. whirled. And anyway oh, it, was, uh, it was whirled, is that what you said? Whirled beans. <laughs> was, you can see they were just whirled. blended, yeah. Yeah. And or it's okay, it's blended. I got you. Okay. And uh, anyway, so he gets in there and um, twenty four hours. 24 hours he spent soaking in that bean dip. He did not get out. Now, you want to ask me a question, don't you? Uh, he spent 24 hours in this bean dip. 24 hours. In the, he didn't did get out of leave. it. Uh, did he have wrinkly fingers after he got out? Mm-mm. What was? No. You're being way too polite <laughs> with this the, question. I know the question you really. Oh, did he trying. pee in the beans? Did he pee in the beans? Okay. Now he said this. <laughs> That's between me and the beans, brother. <laughs> He said this. But I'll say this. They will not be up for service tomorrow. (laughs) The beans are going to the garbage. They're going straight into the garbage. He said this. This is the quote. I do have a funnel. Gross. That's connected to me right now. Now, he's in the bean dip, right? So So all this is under the beans. He has what we can only assume is a food grade uh, (laughs) catheter system. Go ahead. He says, I do have a funnel that's that's connected to me right now. First of all, that is not a guarantee. What you're telling me is... That there's full contact with your with your private areas and the, and the beans. Yeah, so if you were going to step up and have some, you'd need to just skim off the top. <laughs> like down by the feet where there's like less body mass down there. Uh, just skim off the top. Maybe take the first inch of bean dip. Get some that are right behind his shoulders. Yeah. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so he I says, I do this. I do have a funnel that's connected to me right now. So it's connected anytime, to me right now. Uh-huh. Anytime I do have to go number one, oh, gosh. that is connected to a bag that's attached to my body. Yeah. For number two, that's a different story. We'll For number two, I think we all know that there is a very convenient situation of consistency and color 
in the pool that I'm that I'm sitting in. It's the only pool in the history where you know it's not going to be a pronounced baby Ruth, uh, you know, in the pool. I don't like this. I don't like this story, Ethan. You don't? I don't like where you've taken me with this story in my well, mind. Um, I have a tube to- connected to me right now. Like if somebody says that to you during the interview, I would immediately have bailed. I'd be like, well, good luck to you, sir. I appreciate it. I've got a tube on me right now. It makes it sound like he has a bomb on his body. You know what, though? I think he's fibbing. <laughs> yeah, because you could just sit in that. But, well, because what are people going to do? Can I get in? And you go, no, I, no, 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 wait, I peed in here. I no. think. no one's. And, and if people like try to dip their hand in to eat it, then then they have problems, too. Joke's on them. So uh, so I, I, I don't think he's telling the truth here. The problem is, is that the beans need to stay warm, though. Because it's the be- set up. <laughs> yeah. Because it is like an uncomfortable then it's an uncomfortable <laughs> situation. You know, it gets that skin on the top. I'm mm-hmm. out. I'm out, dude. I, well, let me tell you something. This ceased to, this ceased to become a Zen headline after a long, after after the very first they saved the restaurant. moment of this thing. Oh, they saved it. Well, well you know, there was a they so, said it was a promotion, right? I so. went to I went to a restaurant that you and I've been to quite often uh, downtown from scratch. McDonald's. The other day. Oh, yeah, from McDonald's, scratch, yeah. yeah. So that one over by the Galvin Center, right? Yeah, it's in great. Salt Lake. Yeah, great. Great. And it's still moving. And I was really glad to see them open. Uh, three or four restaurants that are around them, no such luck. Scratch was one of our first uh, Thursday night shows. It was. And they were brand new. And so yeah, it was kind of a yeah. it's kind of a situation where our, our shows were brand new, being uh, broadcast live from places. And the guy was like right out of business school at the U. I was like, that's, uh, oh, that's right. He was I'm going to really fire young. this thing up, I guess. Uh, so... Um. Yeah, I remember that. Well, uh, anyway, but all the other restaurants, you? all the other restaurants around them are are toast. It's a it's a bad deal. So yeah. I, I'm walking by these other ones. There's that Mexican restaurant on the corner right there, that Alamexo mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and right in that area right there, some of the restaurants that were right across from it gone, and they didn't make it. So I think that's a lot of. I think there are gonna, a lot of these restaurants that it's the only one there are going to have a hard time staying in business. Yeah. So well, then we need to do something, Alex. Here's what here's what I recommend. Here's what I propose. Yeah, okay? still playing the music. Sorry, yeah. Several dozen large cans of <laughs> beans. Uh, but now, no, no. Trick- think, of the, <laughs> think of the restaurant. If it's not if it's not a Mexican restaurant, though, you don't want to do the beans. Well, yeah, well, I don't know. Everyone likes beans across the whole world. They eat beans. It would work. Beans would work for whatever restaurant. Beans are going to work. So we'll get the refried beans, and then I think what we got to do those we got to we got to uh, we got to cut the beans though because uh, it's going to be really thick and it's going to be expensive. So we'll need a hose, and we just kind of get it soupy, and I think we could do the same yeah. thing. What if it's like an Italian restaurant though, and they, they were still going with the beans? They eat beans in Italy. That's what you're going to go with. Why don't we just do like a marinara? I would do I would do an Alfredo. I, I don't, I'd sit in Alfredo all night. Alfre, Alfredo might work. I don't think a marinara would work. Well, marinara might actually work because, like I said, the Alfredo, if it's made with heavy enough cream and butter, it's going to set up. Well, yeah, but the mar- no, the marinara is going to be a health risk because uh, tomatoes are um, acidic. And oh, you think it's going to eat away from your? No, you think, uh, I, you think that that uh, your catheter system might get uh, 
might struggle. <laughs> poke holes in it. Yeah. No, I'm you know, there's some doctor. In, there's some doctor who's going to recommend that you do have a tomato bath every every once in a while. You know. Yeah, but this is 24 hours of sitting in tomatoes. <laughs> you're going to come out with a rash. You're going to come out with. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. You're going to come out with second degree burns. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that sounds so stupid. What you're what recommending, are we even Alex, is dangerous. Right what? Uh, fine. I'm trying to think of something else. Uh, the Alfredo would work. Though, look, ricotta. Like a big, a big, uh, big tub sure. of ricotta cheese. Yeah. Boom. Perfect. Ricotta's cheese. Yeah, yeah. That's what. They, that's basically what that is. So, my goodness, okay. what are we even talking about, Ethan? Uh, let's do this again. I'm glad we're back on the recording kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we commit to two episodes a week? Yeah, man. Will you commit to that? Yeah, I love okay. it. Okay, I'm here. So I don't want you. I don't want any more of this. Uh, Oh, I've got important clients that I've got to meet with so I can, quote, unquote, make a living. Not mm-hmm. into it. Okay? Commit to the Nightside Project. All and my clients are important. We'll ask all, and we'll ask people who are listening to, recommit to the Nightside Project because we recommit to you. Uh, so for Ethan Millett, I'm Alex Curie. We'll see you next time, everybody. Ethan, stay safe out there, buddy. Get vaccinated. You too. Happy birthday. See ya. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.